127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, <laughs> podcast crew? <laughs> Hayden Braswell. Is it Braswell or Braswell? I never asked him. I don't care. Yeah. Don't care. John, does it matter? <laughs> Yeah, that was a uh, that was the Super Bowl intro that I remember. Yo 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 yo. What do it do? John, Podcast crew. John Baroque like at the third yo. <laughs> yo yo yo. What it do? <laughs> Podcast crew. That honestly, this past Sunday was it was fun, man. It was a good football game. Dude, this whole week has been like a fever dream because of Sunday. I just like lost all sense of time. Yeah, but what day is it? It's Thursday because we're doing podcasts, but Tuesday I thought it was Thursday. Oh yeah, it was, dude. It's been a weird week. It really has. And I'm all over the place. My time is. You're right here though. That's true. I'm with two of the most beautiful people I know. East 127 on the mic. I have. <laughs> that's, that's like your go-to right now. That's where we're at. <laughs> East 127 on the mic. You get, need to send us anything? Can we get it on Google Maps? East, Honestly, or like Apple Maps? Just pin it right here. Yep. We could. What's the process of that? Because I've heard people do that before. Of getting something on Google Maps? So they like... No clue. And uh, I forget who lived there. I don't remember. But they got like their house address to like say a name. So they would just type in like the name and it would pop up their address. Sure. Y'all hear that? Or somebody moving something <laughs> somewhere. Some, somebody. <laughs> somebody. That is not someone farting. That yeah. is somebody moving something downstairs. That's funny. That would okay. have been loud. So they're doing a... Uh, they're working on our lighting... Up in the yeah. catwalk. And for those of you who don't know where we're at, we're closer to the catwalk than we were before. That's very so, true. So we're probably going to hear some things possibly today of being moved around. So if you hear some background noise. They should come in here and do our lights. They're supposed to soon. Soon enough. Soon when enough. Soon. I'm getting antsy. Do our lights. Getting, <laughs> what? <laughs> our lights, man. Uh, <laughs> we do have a candle burning right now. And Bailey asked what scent it was. We said dude. It's, I, dude, it's, it's dude, dude scent. scent. Teakwood. Teakwood, dude. That's what every guy has a candle of. I don't. You know who's a big candle guy? Kayla Mullins. Really? Is he? Yes. Oh, Scotty Taylor. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty is the candle guy. What is like the best scent? I almost said flavor. Scent of a candle. You think? In your opinion, I guess. I don't think it's objective. My favorite scent is no scent. I, I just, feel like if there's no scent, then your nose blind to something that smells bad. Huh? What? What did you say? If you if you think something smells like nothing, like you walk into a room and you're like, man, that smells like nothing, especially but when I, it's like your own house, it probably doesn't smell good. Um, I don't know. know. See, okay. our house smells decent. We have a we have one of the the scentsies. Mm. My mom gave it to me when I went to college. Still got it. And it's like vanilla bean or something. A bean. I don't know. It smells it's good. my favorite bean. I do know when I walked into the Ulta. Not mine. What's your favorite bean? Sorry. Hold, please. Pinto. Pinto bean. But my favorite bean is that, that one dude down the street. He made good beans. Oh. He's, he's, the not, barber, the barbecue he's, not, dude. he's not a bean. 
I thought you were calling someone a bean. No, I said my favorite beans are the... Oh, yeah, that makes sense when I said yeah, that. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> He makes really good beans. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That guy. If you're looking for the best bean in town, it's a barbecue, a barbecue truck that's normally parked at our chiropractor. He's him. Yeah. I, I went up there and I was like, I got to give this thing a shot. This was a couple months ago. And I said, what's, what's your best side? Like, I, I'm going to order a sausage sandwich, but what's your best side? And he said, it's, uh, it's these beans. I was like, not, not your mac and cheese? He's like, no, my beans are world famous. My mac and cheese is just okay. All right. So I got the beans and I came back to my office and I sat down in my office and I, I took one bite Glorious. of it. Glorious. I picked up my phone and I called Jim. I was like, hey, are you, are you at the office? He's like, yeah, why? I said, get a spoon and come to my office. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Man showed up with a spoon. He's like, what? <laughs> what are we eating? You gotta try these beans. You got to try these. They're, they're that good. It's a good bean. So I've got them twice now and they are... I'm proud of him. Special. He didn't play around. At least you can eat beans in the Old Testament. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are right. What are you, what are you trying to do, Zach? Hey, no, stop. Is this your transition? <laughs> no, this isn't. Are you sure? No, it's not. Dude, you're positive. Anytime, even if it's like the best transition, they're just going to laugh because they know I'm trying to transition. I, would, I want you to go ahead and finish that transition. I what? think this is his like, just like all what? week, he's just like, how can I transition? Well, I can't plan yeah. it because our banter is not planned, much less the actual rest of the podcast. Yeah. And true. so it's on the fly and my humor on the fly is, is not great. Is there, is there <laughs> biblical evidence that one could eat beans <laughs> in the in Old, the Old Testament. Testament? I mean, it doesn't say not. It doesn't say thou shalt not eat beans. That's true. It's, but so, it also doesn't that say. That was the 11th commandment. It got broke. On the ninth day, eat beans. I mean, man, I don't know if I'd, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not a big bean guy, to be honest. This transition is about to get ruined if we go down this path. Go ahead. Um, so this week, I actually had a really cool conversation um, with one of our 127 goers, I guess. I don't even know what you call them. Attendees. Attendees. That's a good word. Family members. Family. Family. 127, 127 family. family. What's up, family? <laughs> that dude says it all the I time. Don't. What's up, fam? What's up, church fam? Um, hey, family. Had a really cool friends. conversation. and Listen, whoa. I didn't have a family growing up, all right? <laughs> I'm going to claim them now. <laughs> Golly, Take that wow. conversation. Now go. <laughs> Yo, that lighter Hang just moved. Can y'all? It's because you hit, you hit I, the no, table. No, I didn't. Y- y'all aren't in here, but my my XLR cable that goes to my what's mic. an XLR? <laughs> it's a type of cable. That's what everyone type, just asked you. Oh, it's a type of cable that goes to my mic and then goes to the soundboard. Mine's all kind of jank, so I currently have a lighter like jammed in between it and my adapter so that you can hear me. If not, I go mute. gone. He goes through my mic. I go like John's family. Just like you said, you can't hear me. Absent. Absent. <laughs> <laughs> that was Zach good. just hit the table and my lighter kind of I fell, didn't hit so. it. I grabbed it. I think something. it was me. I hit it. I went. Oh. See? I'm trying to blame everything on me. All right, carry on. Sorry. We're good to go. Legalism. Thanks, fam. That was that was the topic of conversation. And so How did you get there? Um, a lot of it are you talking about the transition from earlier or from no, who, the conversation? Who, no, yeah. Uh, the, you're having a conversation with somebody. How do you get to the conversation of legalism? It was a lot of um like spiritual disciplines specifically with him was reading the Bible. Um, and it came out of a, out of a mindset of like, do I get to read the Bible or do I have to read the Bible? Like that was kind of what it narrowed down to. Um, and so this week we're talking about legalism. I don't know. This may be a couple weeks thing. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but as we always do, a lot of these happen. We start off with definitions, set the, set the framework, the groundwork, 
and I'm looking over at my lighter man. Webster. Webster. You didn't have it ready, did you? Legalism. Oh, he did. He did. <laughs> Dumb question. My bad. Doctrinal position emphasizing a system of rules and regulations for achieving both salvation and spiritual growth. There you go. Can you read that one more time? Sorry. A doctrinal, doctrinal, a not a nocturnal, <laughs> a, a, a nighttime, <laughs> a nighttime position, um, emphasizing a system of rules and regulations for achieving both salvation and spiritual growth. Thanks. Wow, they're going to include both salvation and spiritual, spiritual growth. growth in there. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah, I, th- I think our big issue with Here we go with approaching this from with approaching legalism is one, it's not in the Bible. Like that word does not appear. Correct. Yeah, it's not a not a Hebrew or Greek word for for legal legalism that it shows up in Scripture, and so whenever somebody uses it, here's here's our disclaimer in the podcast. I'm going to do this, and I don't know if Zach was going to do this, but Uh-oh. our approach to this um, is not going to answer every question because everyone listening is going to have a slightly different definition, yeah, probably to this word and what yeah. it means to them or what they think it means to the world, and so in the in the same way, if somebody comes to me and wants to have a conversation about, um. Calvinism. Uh, and they're like, so are you a five point Calvinist? I have to let them define what they mean by that before I answer it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't do this on the podcast with all of you. We're, we're not a call in show and you're not listening live. And so you're not going to call in and say, Hey, this is, this is my idea of legalism. Can you help me understand that? Yeah. And so in order to address this issue, you have to either like be able to communicate with somebody and go, what do you mean by legalism? And does your definition or your idea of legalism line up with something that we see in scripture? It's like my only way that I could approach this. Yeah. And so there's my, there's my disclaimer, um, because there are, there are places in the Bible that are really clear. That's like, Hey, what do you mean by love? I can let the Bible define that um, for us. And I can't, I can't do that with scripture. And so I'm going to use scripture today, hopefully to help us think about, um, the idea of legalism and how we yeah. should approach it, but this is not going to be a blanket yeah. cover all of those. Cause even that definition, wherever it was from that T read brings in two really, yeah. really difficult conversations with salvation yep. and like our Spiritual sanctification. Yeah. yeah. This I'll, I'll say this as well for this podcast. I think we're leaning at least this episode, leaning towards the sanctification process in regards to legalism. So after salvation, um, I think we have a podcast episode on salvation, don't we? We did. We did. Uh, that was a long time ago. Um, so this is more so you've been saved. You understand how one is saved to the f- the fullest extent that you can at this moment in time. Um, and then afterwards, um, and I, I think there's like two kind of extremes after salvation that people fall into. Um, can you all kind of go into what those might be and like maybe where we should find ourselves within that? We... The two sides we kind of talked about before and we've talked about, I mean, not just before this, but I think before in general, um, these past couple of years, I know we've talked about it one is, is taking the, the far side of like the, the grace abounds like the, and we, we even said like the, almost like the Jesus loves you movement. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like, doesn't matter what you do, um, or how you do it or how you go about it. There's infinite grace. And because of that grace, you don't have to do anything. But then you have the other side where it's the the more like very strict legalistic side is there there's a strict moral code, rule by rule by rule, you got to do thing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and so on 
to achieve that spiritual growth or salvation period. Um, yeah. In this case, we're talking about after salvation. And so it's to achieve sanctification. You have to do thing A, B, C, D, and so on. I think those kind of the two opposite sides mm. is, is what we've talked about, not just today or this week, but yeah. we've talked about it before. So I think we almost like see this even when non-believers act with believers, like when they find out that someone's a Christian, they're like, their language shifts, their, their conduct shifts, week, yeah. um, because they think that they're living this life. That's just like X, Y, Z perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that falls into the legalism like trap, um, which is dangerous. And I think we'll get into that, um, a yeah. little bit, but can y'all, John's thinking, yeah. Uh, are you going to say something? No, keep going. I was just- okay. I mean, you saying that, I remember, I think we talked, I think it was on the podcast we talked about it that one time, me and John went play disc golf in uh, Spring Valley over in Spring, out near Houston. And we we're like Woo! talking and yeah, that was that, a really high pitch whoop. That, that, that hurt. Dude, that dude like, that caught John off guard. It's like <laughs> but, when, a dog, when a dog hears a whistle and their head turns over. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it was, uh, we went and we were playing and somehow we got talking to the, the guy that owns the store we were in. And then he was like, he was dropping some selective words here and there. And then all of a sudden we, he was like, yeah, what are y'all doing? Or where are y'all from? And we were like, oh, we work at FBC Brian and stuff like that. And he, you see his whole mood change. Mm-hmm. Like kind of sits up straighter, stops with the cuss words, starts being a lot more, like a lot nicer yeah. um, in general in his approach and not less like, ah, just like right in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you saying that is like funny, but it was because he was just like, oh, these guys are, I think kind of like you just said, he's like, he sees these guys and like, oh. Well, they're they're following rules A B C D, so now I have to, and so that was that just reminded me of that story, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, mm. but it goes right along with what you just said. Yeah, and and I think the other side of it, something that we may that we may address is is on the believer side of legalism. It's this idea that if you do certain things, then you have God's favor. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. even if they don't necessarily question their salvation, I think a lot of our conversations with people is I feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a desert. I feel like I'm in a Valley. I feel like God is absent in my life. Is it something that I've done? Mm. Um, which, which is also like a, a soft, I think I can say that word, like it's a soft legalism approach, but I think it, it may even be the more dangerous one because you've mm. uh, perverted some characteristics of God and his attribute or his thoughts towards you. Um, because that, beca- the other side of it is, after I experience salvation, then I do these things so that God will, which is probably the danger um, of the prevalence of the prosperity gospel. And like, if you would just do these things, then God does these things back to you. Um, That's the other side of legalism I think is dangerous that we have to, that we get to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. um, This is like the big wrestle, I think for a lot of people, because um, like there's a lot of teachings that are going around that I think like are biblically based um, and they base it off Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Um, that's NIV. Um, and then they, they go into, okay, well, what am I intaking? Um, what's my intake? Um, and they go, they go TV, they go movies, they go songs, they go yep. um, all these different things that they're taking in. <clears throat> and I think it comes from a good heart. Like they're trying to protect their heart. Uh, but I think there's a space where it gets into legalism. Um, and so I'm curious if y'all are able to find, um, like, and kind of explain maybe where that line kind of gets crossed from, I'm trying to protect my heart, um, for what the Lord is doing, but also living in the grace that God has given, um, so freely. Um, because I don't know, I, I definitely have fallen into like, you know, there's some people like, oh, you shouldn't watch that movie. You're a Christian. Um, 
like, is that legalistic? Is that protecting your heart? Like, what is that? God, that's such a difficult question. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my mind around your question. So you're saying, it's, like, it's almost like, like where's where the line from like protecting your heart from the things of this world? I think, and I then mean, legalism. I, I, it's funny enough is I think I want to, it's been with college students that I had the, that where I say had to, I got to teach on um, basically gray areas yeah. um, within scripture. And I refer to them as gray area sins, but they're not necessarily sins. It's gray area issues. And I think a lot of times the people who I've met that are a extremely like on the, that far side of like grace abounds, like they don't really worry about legalism too much. And then some of the most legalistic people I know, most of their issues fall within this gray area. Yeah. Um, and this is where that line is crossed with these movies, with what you say, with what you listen to. Um, and it goes back, you see it in Romans and first Corinthians is talking about the weak brother and the strong brother is you look at these things. And I think a lot of these gray areas. So like TV is, it's like, I could, I could watch an action movie or whatever. And if it has a, a cuss word here or there, or a, a bloody scene like that to me, for me personally, that doesn't affect me a whole yeah. lot is like, I, I'm able to block those out and like cuss words aren't really an issue that have like constantly going on in my, in my head and my heart and that I'm battling. And so that's not a big thing, but then somebody else who on the opposite side of that is like, man, like I really struggle. Like if I, I see that, like it gets these thoughts going. And so for them, they have to back out of it. And they, and I think sometimes and stuff like that is because people like that is like, I think these gray areas is when you look at them and you take these issues is that's where you see people. Um, you can look at like a strong brother in one sense and you're like, oh, like they're, they are um, living in that gray side. Whereas somebody who is not, is like, okay, I'm not going to watch these movies. I'm not going to listen to this. You would argue that they're very legalistic. Hmm. Um, and sometimes, and that's where I think people get confused sometimes is sometimes I don't think it is legalistic at all. Yeah. I think it's them protecting their hearts and their mind because they struggle with that mm -hmm. and that's okay. But now there is a line that it does become legalistic and that's when. But like, isn't that, isn't that life boring for them? <laughs> you know, like you're, you're out there watching pure flicks and you know, Christian movies where there's like two on Netflix and you can't go out. And like the first thing I thought of with Top Gun Maverick, all these yeah. sh shirtless dudes, like, yep. can I not watch that now? Because I need to protect my heart. Yeah. I'm, again, it's so difficult trying to define like what yeah. is, what is legalism. Um, but then also like, I think because of legalism, I think it goes hand in hand with the gray area sometimes. And so it just becomes a really, really difficult thing trying to define where do you cross that line? Mm. Yeah. And, here, here's the bent that John's been on. I think here lately, uh, I'll, I'll say this podcast where John's mind is like a, like a mashed potato uh, right now in the world. I've been for really for three days. Today's Thursday, right? So really like three days. If you looked at my calendar, it was meeting, 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 meeting conversation. Yep. Um, and, and a majority of them are unbelievably positive. It's I'm getting married. I, I need like, there's a lot of great things that are happening. Yeah. Um, but but it's also uh, becomes a mush. But I, I find myself in a lot of these conversations where people are dealing with negative or issues or things like that of instead of zooming in on um, the negative thing to try to flip a switch to zoom into the positive thing. Um, and so when I think about legalism, biblically, you go you go into like a pharisaical approach. And so uh, Luke chapter 18, Jesus tells the parable yeah. where uh, the, the two men go up to pray and the Pharisees, the Pharisees prayer is, um, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, mm. greedy, unrighteous, adulterous, or even like this tax collector who's there praying. And, the, and then it tells the story of the tax collector who can't even approach the throne. He just stands back. Yeah. 
um, and has a recognition of his sin. Um, and Jesus says one, one went away justified, the other didn't, um, is a shot at the Pharisees. But the Pharisee focuses on the negative of other people. And so a lot of times legalism, we, we have this mindset of these are the, like, I have to avoid these certain things. These are the negatives in my life. And, and I'm going to spend a lot of my energy and effort avoiding those things mm. versus the flip side would be, God, I get to. Yeah. Um, so, so your approach goes into, into a positive um, amazement beautiful recognition that one, like I'm, I'm saved freely by God's grace. Um, and in that, then I have a, uh, I have the opportunity to live a certain way. I don't have to avoid certain things, but in fact, I get to chase after certain things, um, in life, um, and finding like, and I, I we're going to have to do this series in college, uh, finding, I've been wrestling with it for a couple of years, the same way I did with Ecclesiastes, uh, finding this beauty in the things of earth that God has created yeah, yeah. Um, and learning how to enjoy them in a way that God has. Mm. Um, and sometimes that's looking forward to things to come, which we're going to address um, that even the next two weekends in college, that is like what, what sex and dating looks like and how God has designed and ordained those things. Um, it's, and we did it with Ecclesiastes, it's food and it's drink and it's the things that we watch and the things that we enjoy. Um, there are lines that you must clearly draw, um, for, for your sanctification. Sure. Um, but it becomes legalistic when it is, here's the things that I can't do mm. versus mm-hmm. here's the beauty and the things that I get to do. Um, and that is a challenge for us, but I think it's a switch that we need to learn to flip, um, yeah. for so often instead of focusing on the negative to flip to the positive. One of the, one of the things I've always said, I think about legalism is it's an outward expression rather than an inward change. And what I mean by that is this outward expression is like you were saying, is the outward expression is doing, I'm not going to do these things so that I look good to other people. Mm. Um, whereas that inward change is like you were saying is when you're truly changed from the inside as your actions and what you do on the outside will change, um, is that originally, I think saying legalism is an outward expression is is focusing on the negative like you said and i'm avoid these things so that i look good to other people whereas when you have an inward change will that change what you do from the outside absolutely but it's not out of a place of hey what are others going to think about me but it's out of a place of like i get to do these things because the lord has done this in my life and so i think that's one of the where i land legalism is it's very much an outward expression rather than a reflection of your inward change yeah that's a that's a good point because i think that shows um, that it's a heart change, not just a behavior change because yeah. behavior changes are on your own power. Um, most of the time, um, unless it's coming from a place of a heart change, which automatically changes the way that you're going to behave, um, and the actions that you take. So that's a really good point. Um, <clears throat> so now that we kind of like have defined sort of maybe what legalism looks like and maybe had to identify with like the mindset of that I get to do these things and not that I have to abstain from certain things. Um, what are like the dangers of falling into, that trap of I can't do X, Y, and Z or what we're calling legalism. Like what's, what are the dangers of that? Cause obviously in scripture it outlines, like don't do certain things. Like, so shouldn't that be good for me that I'm not doing certain things? Yeah. I, I, again, I, I may have to go back to the pause of there cause I, the, the dangers of functioning that way. Um, I can go this way. The dangers of functioning that way, it robs you of a lot of things. Um, and so if, if my mindset is, okay, here are the things that the Bible prescribes that I can't do. And I'm mad or I'm sad. 
or, or whatever feeling you are that you don't get to do those things anymore, you're not finding joy in the current relationship. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll flip the switch past PG 13 if you want. Um, one of the, one of the greatest, uh, What's a good word for that? Weapons that the enemy is using right now. One of the greatest temptations that we're seeing on the on the male and female female side in college ministry is a sexual mm-hmm. temptation. Is is lost? Jim addressed it on Sunday. We're going to address it. This was not on purpose. I didn't know that he was talking about lust, and then we're going to do a sex and dating series. It's just how the spirit works. Um, but but we're seeing some of that right now. Uh, a lot of that rising up in ministry and some of the conversations we're having. It's an issue that people are struggling with. Yeah. Um, it's out there in the world and whatnot. And so because it's so powerful, and I'm going to say that it's powerful and the Lord intended for it to be powerful. Um, if, if I were to go, hey, um, I have a strong, <laughs> the hypothetical, I have a strong sexual desire um, that my wife cannot satisfy. And so I'm going to go other places to find satisfaction mm-hmm. in it. What, what I'm doing is robbing myself of the joy of the gift that the Lord has given me. Yeah. Um, and he has given me full access to in a safe environment that is called marriage in that, in that covenant relationship. And, and because I would go, oh, well, my desires are so much greater than this. Um, I'm missing out on the joy of what is right before me. And we can do that with everything. And so mm-hmm. if you're always looking at the things that you can't do um, versus the, the thing that you can um, y- you will steal. I mean, and it's one of, when you look at, well, the enemy comes to do these things. And one of yeah. them is yeah. to literally, sure. it's to steal your joy. Yeah. Um, and, and when he does that, then you desire, which is divorce rate, which is financial issue, which is sexual addiction, all of those things. You desire to find its satisfaction in other places. And in doing that, and we're going to talk about this too, in, in finding your satisfaction in other places in any of those things, you... You become a cheat. Um, and the reason that you become a cheat in that, I'm not literally saying like you cheat in relationships, which does happen. You do it because it's easy. Yeah. Um, again, in the non PG 13, like a porn addiction is easy. It requires nothing from you. You don't have to take anybody out on a date. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to do any of that. You just have to open up your phone or your computer and look at an image um, that requires no buy-in from you. And that's what the enemy wants. Because wide is the path that leads to destruction. It's mm. easy. Narrow is the one. Um, and so what God is calling you to is, thankfully, it's more difficult. And yeah. that shouldn't be a discouragement to you. Um, it's more difficult because it is of much higher value and greater joy and deeper passion. And all of those things are experienced when you go the the narrow narrow road. <laughs> narrow um, road. But but it, in that, you find, that's the first thing I would hype or I would harp on is that if you go, if you focus on the things that you can't do, you rob yourself of joy. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to remember your original question. It was basically just like, what are the dangers that, that Christians fall into when they like step into legalism? Focusing on the things you can't do. Yeah. Yeah. I also think, I, I think one of the biggest dangers when you step into legalism is, I think naturally humans, and as much as I hate to say it, I think the the Christian population and body is naturally very judgmental. Mm. Um, But I think those that are extremely legalistic are even more so. Um, And I hate that. And I think it turns people away from the church. But because of their, hey, I I shouldn't do this, so I'm not going to do thing A, B, C, and D, and so on. Um, Now I'm going to turn around and judge everybody who does. 
And so I think that's just a, it's another example of one of the dangers of legalism is I think it allows for people and some, and to some degree pushes them in a direction of judge, being judgmental. Um, and I think that's why the church struggles a lot is because people see it as, as judgmental and rude and arrogant or whatever it is. But I think a lot of people, when you, when you hear about their struggles and their pain with uh, being hurt by a church, whether it's currently or in the past, a lot of it has to do with being judged um, and coming from a place of somebody who's like, hey, I'm above you because I, I don't do these things or I do these yeah. things and taking this legalistic view is they then turn around and they judge these people who don't and are different than them and different than them in that. And I think it gets a, you play a very, very dangerous game in that. Yeah. I think that's honestly a good, good sign or signal to when you've fallen into that is when you start looking at others and honestly thinking they have less favor from the Lord because of what they're not doing mm-hmm. um, or what you aren't doing and they are doing. Um, I think that's like a really telltale sign of like, you may have been falling into that. Um, and so kind of turning the corner here, what, where is the, where is the the sweet spot between, again, we, earlier in the podcast, we mentioned like the Jesus loves you movement and kind of living in the space of, I can just do anything I want because Jesus will forgive me and he does forgive me, which is true. Um, where do we find like the sweet spot between that and then the other extreme that we've been talking about of legalism. And honestly, I think in some cases trying to earn the favor of the Lord, um, in a unhealthy way, like where's the sweet spot between that? Um, being, being spirit led, (laughs) I, I, I want to put that there. Um, because, um, Galatians two, uh, pretty clearly is like, um, we're not justified by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Um, for even ourselves, even, even we ourselves have believed in Christ Jesus. Uh, this is so that we might be justified in faith, not by the works of the law, because the works of the law, no human being will be justified. Um, he's, he's pretty like straightforward yeah. in, in your legalistic approach to your salvation, even after you've experienced salvation, but maybe your legalistic approach to your sanctification is of zero value. Yeah. I gave you an opportunity. This is, hear me, this is like, I'm 30,000 foot viewing the Old Testament. I gave you an opportunity in the Old Testament to prove that you could do this and you failed miserably over and over and yeah. again. And my entire plan from the from the beginning of eternity, from the foundations of the world, was that this would happen. Mm. And so I know how this was going to play out. And so your salvation is the result of um, grace and faith in Jesus Christ that are both a gift of God um, to you. And so why do you think that your sanctification would be um, anything that you could do anyway? And so if you would function in a spirit-led place, then you're going to have a couple things happen for you. One, you're going to continue to look at Jesus. Two, um, you're going to be led on the the most incredible journey that you've ever been a part of, um, that you're going to see and experience things because of that, that are spirit-led, that are going to be so much more radical than anything that you could pursue on this planet anyway. Um, and so the joy returns, the the hope in the new day returns, the satisfaction of like that God has this, all of those things return. And so that's like the simple answer. Yeah. Like be spirit led. Now, when I say that, everyone goes, well, how do I do, oh, how do, I do that? Oh, what what is Christianese answer? What does that, what does that strong. look like? Um, the conversation I had today was, was in that same thing I harped on a little bit earlier that I'm, I'm in a season where I just don't feel like I'm growing. Mm. I, I don't feel like God is, is present. Um, the Bible was pretty prescriptive that that you continue. Yeah. You just keep going. Yeah. Um, and like sometimes you should be thankful that you don't have a conscious 
awareness of the spirits working in your life because mm. you will be tired. Yeah. Um, because some of the things he calls you to are going to wear you out. But we're a generation, you guys are a generation, so is mine, of like driven by experience. Mm. Um, that's why a charismatic movement is 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 got the traction that it does because you go to church and you have this really, really radical experience. It's also why there's a mass exodus out of the charismatic church always because the experience eventually fades and you can't satisfy me anymore with the experience. And so in the normal day today, I'm going to, I'm going to passionately pursue Christ. Even when I don't feel like it, that's when you're, you're laying some foundations that you don't understand that -hmm. are going to carry you throughout your life, but you're going to find joy in the simple. You're going to find satisfaction in not great experiences, but in the everyday. Mm. And I think Jesus pointed us to that. That's why, hey, come and follow me. We're going to be homeless. Mm. I'm not going to give you a lot of cool things on this planet. It's actually going to be really, really difficult. And by the time that I leave three years from now, you're going to be satisfied in everything else yeah. that, that the world, the things that the world offers you are not going to satisfy and you're going to find satisfaction in just pursuing me. Why? Because it's what I'm calling you to is actually pretty radical. Um, and that's the position that you have to have. Mm. I think, one of the verses I like about this is in John 1, 17, it says, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And you just said, like, looking back at the, the Old Testament and taking that 30,000 view, foot view, is over and over and over they failed. And did they have a giant book of laws to fall? Yeah, they did. Um, but then you also just, like, go back to the Ten Commandments. They couldn't do the Ten Things. Um, and over and over and over they did these things, and they kept failing and failing and failing, and so there was nothing they could do. And then he's like, okay, now watch this. Here comes Christ. And through that, you get grace and truth. And so you see this side of um, finding this balance of, like you said, is is trusting in him um, and, and doing these things. And I and I and the balance is it's going to look different for different people. That's the beauty of it. We're all different. And we've said that over and over again from stage and on here. Um, but you look at it, like I think of it, it's just um, working out with different people is like, for me, I may need to do one thing and then... John may need to do another and Zach another, and we're going to eat different things and do these different things. That doesn't mean that I'm healthier than John or Zach or they're healthier than... You're definitely healthier than me, me, but continue. Faster than me right now. (laughs) (laughs) And all them Diet Cokes, man. That doesn't mean anything, but it's going to look a little different for everybody. And and so I think to some degree is finding that balance of what's going to work best for you. Um, And and it goes back to those like gray area issues that I was talking about and some situations is I think a lot of times that's where your legalism kind of people view legalistic people and that's where they're like, oh man, they're very legalistic because they won't watch that. They won't say that and they won't do these things. Um, And so it's finding that balance for you is obviously seek Christ and everything you do is is follow him. And I think you're going to experience that freedom from legalism. But then there are going to be some cases where you just be able to be like, hey, like I, I know that's a struggle. So I'm not going to watch these movies with this, with this actor, with this type of um, action or comedy or words or whatever it is. And so there's, there's a balance that you have to find. Um, I think it looks a little different from person to person. Is it all in the general same area? And I think should it be similar to others? I think they're going to be pretty similar. Um, but are they going to be the exact same? No. Like we're different people and we should be. We're we're different people and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And and praise the Lord that we have have an individual um, and personable God um, that mm. continues to, to point us to those things. Um, and so any final five, any thoughts to the, conclude the... The final five. You, for those of you that are struggling with this, um, I, I want to encourage you, you have to keep wrestling with this thought. Um, this is not something that, that you can just like hit pause and kind of function in the, in like, I'm going to be legalist because it's going to lead you, um, into some dangerous spaces 
thankfully, like we're almost to the generation now that nobody even knows who Rob Bell um, is anymore. Uh, prominent pastor wrote, wrote a book called Love Wins and derailed the whole thing um, for him um, that because he was wrestling with some legalistic ideas in the world, it eventually led to, I, I'm not going to claim that, that he's basically just like, is, is an unbeliever anymore, but, but he's, he's going down this path that we would all look at and go, no, no, what you're doing. No, yeah. um, basically renounce the idea of hell that God's not going to send anybody there. Um, which is a horrible theological position to take mm-hmm. is now like a proponent of same sex marriage and, and a lot of other things that he's putting on the table. Um, because of his, his legalistic approach to God, it led to this. Yeah. Um, and so if you will continue to wrestle with, I would say like, Hey, jump into Romans three and, and just like spend a year in Romans <laughs> three, because you'll have to, and wrestle with some of the things that Paul is presenting because Come he makes back. a really, really clear case, yeah. um, of, of how we address the law. And like, if, if your focus is just the law, then you're going to continually over and over prove that you're a sinner. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a spiritual beatdown. Um, instead we focus on what he does, like the, the grace of Jesus, the satisfaction of the law and your approach should be to pursue him. And then the law takes care of itself. Um, and, and so spend some time there, keep wrestling with it, fighting for it because it's, it's of high value for you too. Um, and, and I would say this, this conversation has come up a lot too. I think you might've even said it earlier, our, our approach in Western culture for so often was guilty innocence, um, towards people. There's, there's now such a strong Eastern influence, um, even like a mystical influence in how church is done. It's some mm. of the issues that we have. Um, but even as other, other religions are becoming more and more prominent in Western culture that bring an Eastern influence that is um, shame and guilt, yeah. not guilt and innocence. Um, and, and so the approach to um, some of these things that are becoming more and more prevalent like the idea and the understanding of grace, um, not just like our definition, Western law and Mm -hmm. guilt and innocence is going to be important in how you address unbelievers and how you're sharing the gospel. There's a shift in that that's happening even in Western culture that's important for you to grasp and to understand um, where legalism, thankfully, is probably going to be a thing that is fading Mm. um, in our culture and is being replaced by a different, yeah. like softer approach to God, which is also just as dangerous, but it's good for you to understand. Mm. And because it, it, it will affect how you share the gospel with people. Yeah. I like what you said of, of grace kind of defining the way that you look at this whole topic. Sure. Um, Cause I think when you start to understand grace a little bit more, you kind of fall into a sweet spot of when you understand what Jesus paid for, you're not going to sit in the spot of like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, but you can also sit pretty far away from, I have to continue to earn things. Um, mm. and I think that's rooted down deep a lot in legalism, even if people are like, no, that's not the reason. Um, like I, I've personally experienced like that sometimes the, the deep thing in your heart that's, that's making you do these things. So, um, that's about all we got this week. L- little announcement next week, next Thursday, collegiate day of prayer. What yes, day is sir. that? February 23rd, February 23rd, 7 PM at Grouthwood. <laughs> Grouthwood? Grouth- Gray like Southwood? That. You yeah. have a Grouthwood? Grouthwood. Wow. Gray Southwood. Grouthwood. Greek side. Granderson? Granderson. That's a cool Granderson. name. That, that's actually pretty sick. Greek side is Grandy. a little dangerous. That's awesome. Greek side. Go to the Greek side. Well, we're breaking fast in a week from now, which that's is awesome. so awesome. Um, it's going to be a great night. So we hope mm. to see you guys there. We'll also be right back here next Gumby's week. Dude, Gumby's. That's what we, that's me and John dangerous. ate there last week, and I threw up the next morning. Danger that's, fuel right there. That's dangerous. Sweet. 
I don't got anything else. So. Hey, uh, you do? You know what happens tomorrow? What? Aggie opening day baseball. Baseball, baseball season. Shoot. Go Strokes. <laughs>